Urban mining may not mean very much to you, but it will make more sense if we break it down. Urban, which means it relates to the built environment, and mining, obtaining resources from the earth. Together, the term refers to the wealth of untapped resources in the buildings in our towns and cities. Recovering them stops us extracting new resources. From a circular economy perspective, urban mining opens up a new dimension to the culture of energy efficiency and preservation of resources. And when we talk about resources, we don't just mean natural resources. It includes anthropogenic resources too, resources that have been processed in some way by humans. But more concretely, what does the term urban mining actually mean? And how is this concept driving change in the construction industry? I'm James, and I'm Amy. Together, let's decode the ideas that are shaping the future of sustainable construction. Constructing new worlds by Saint-Gobain, behind words, solutions, and innovations for a sustainable future. Now that we know what urban mining means, where did the expression come from? Well, the term was coined in the 80s by Hideo Nanjo, a professor at the Japanese University Research Institute. Back then, the term described the process of recovering rare metals using special processes. In the early 2010s, the meaning evolved, expanding to other fields including architecture and construction. Now it relates to construction materials found in buildings earmarked for demolition and which can be reused. Wow, when you put it like that, James, urban mining is an even more virtuous alternative to recycling. Because usually when a building is torn down, most of the materials recovered are downcycled, which is to say they become lower quality than the original material. This means that the material loses its value and for the most part ends up in the crusher or is sometimes used outside the construction industry. For example, aggregate, which can be used for repairing or maintaining roads. Of course, the material is still being reused, and it's better than sending waste to landfill. But it's only a first step. In this case, the waste only completes one recovery cycle. The next step is closed-loop cycling, which can be total or partial. This means that either all the materials are recovered from a system and reused in a closed loop indefinitely without losing their properties, or materials are generated and will remain in the form of non-recovered waste. Take windows as an example. We can separate the constituent elements of windows, ergo the PVC frames and the glass. This creates different material flows that can be linked up with manufacturing processes. This is just one example of urban mining. And the next step after that is reusing the windows in their finished state. That's right. This is the premium version of urban mining, which aims to prolong the use life of products, reduce the need to bring new materials onto the market, and use much less energy than recycling. The result is that we won't demolish a building by tearing it down in one piece. Instead, we'll dismantle each constituent element piece by piece to recover the maximum possible amount of products and materials. That said, this entails thinking about the disassembly of a product or system from the design phase. Or when you create a new product using recovered materials, for example, earth dug up during construction can be transformed into plaster, clay bricks, or rammed earth. That's it. And in the 2010s, the European Union rolled out a major research and innovation project called BAM, which stands for Building as Material Banks. 
The program received almost 80 billion euro of EU funding on top of private investment. It made systemic shifts in the field of circular construction. Gradually, through the orders they place, more and more industry professionals are adopting this approach, like pioneering architects, property developers, and even elected officials. And now the idea is gaining traction. Yes, for instance, among local authorities. The city council of Rotterdam in the Netherlands has set a target to reduce its use of primary raw materials by 50%. You bet. And the Dutch sustainability consultancy called Metabolic identified all the buildings to be demolished in the city, which totaled 817,000 tons of materials to be released by 2030. Yeah, the experts at Metabolic calculated that 1% of this waste could be used as construction products, which would shrink the city's environmental footprint by 8% and save around 43 million euro. Now, Amy, if we want to see these practices in wider use, the goal is to organize different channels. Yeah, and this raises several questions. With material banks, you need to have places to store materials until they're reused and not too far from the sites where they're needed. This is no mean feat, although local authorities are starting to allocate land for this purpose. It's also important to define the residual performance of the reused material, and that raises the question of insurance which will be different from the material as new. This then raises the question of the status of the waste as it moves around the world to ensure it has the authorization to be processed into a reusable material. There are still a lot of legal hurdles in this area. Yeah, in the end, urban mining is an opportunity to see the city like one big source of untapped resources that still hold huge value. Now, to promote urban mining, incentives will become indispensable, for example, through tendering. And then we will definitely need stricter regulations to encourage mining as opposed to landfilling. Indeed. Plus, manufacturers have an important role to play here. It is their responsibility to design and supply products and systems that can be easily disassembled, reused, and recycled. But it's not just them. Waste collectors, recyclers, and every other actor in the value chain need to come together, too. Constructing New Worlds by Saint-Gobain. Behind words, solutions, and innovations for a sustainable future.